Hey everyone, it's your friend Mike. This is a reminder that we're doing a live panel at GeeklyCon 2017 in St. Louis, Missouri on July 21st at 11am. If you want to see us live, this is your chance. The topic is bad movies that we love and why we think that's okay. Not only will it be Pete and I, disembodied voice guy, and a guest appearance by our main segment editor Eli, but it will also feature the following Sacred Cows players. Matthew Morris, M. Hiroshi Sutherland, Nika Howard, Veronica Brady, and Sam Brady. On top of that, we'd like to announce that we're still looking for sketch writers. So if you have an idea for the show or want to write something for our non-live show episode, give us a tweet at Sacred Cows Pod or send us an email at sacredcows at heroeoftheweb.com. So what are the next few episodes? Glad you asked. In June, it's No Country for Old Men, featuring special guest Patrick Rankin, and maybe one of our Sacred Cows players. In July, the live show that we just talked about from GeeklyCon 2017 will be the episode. In August, we'll do Arrested Development, featuring Sacred Cows player Nika Howard. And now... On to this month's episode, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the Movie, featuring Mike Bachman. Finally, my evil plan is about to come to fruition. Yes, evil Lord George! Even Mike and Pete won't be able to stop me this time. No, evil Lord George! Mike and Pete won't be able to stop you! But what about the Cowherd Rangers? Uh, What about the what now? Don't tell me you've never heard of the... Cowherd Rangers! Alert! Evil Lord George is up to another one of his evil schemes! Oh no, doubling down on silliness for the next Indiana Jones movie? Or maybe releasing another, even more offensive rant about Star Wars? I'll bet he's just developing Howard the Duck too. Don't Don't even even say say that. that! Well, there's just one thing to do now. Super Sacred Coward Rangers, transform! Holstein Zord Ranger, transform! Highland Shaggy Zord Ranger, transform! Longhorn Zord Ranger, transform! Jersey Zord Ranger, transform! Dexter Zord Ranger, transform! Super Super Sacred Sacred Coward Rangers, move! Oh no, it's the evil Lord George! Well, 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 if it isn't the, what was it, Coward Rangers? No way, Lord George, that's Cowherd Rangers! Yeah, you heard us wrong. You know, heard like like a cow herd. Oh, right. Radical one-liner, Jersey Ranger. Well, whatever you are, there's no getting around how ridiculous you look in those Zentai suits. And you're not going to stand in the way of my evil plan. Now prepare to meet your doom at the hands of my minions. Psh, what have you even got the rights to these days? You sold all your clone troopers to Disney. Oh, I've still got a few cards up my sleeve. American Graffiti licensed characters, attack! Oh, damn it! Cowherd Rangers, are we ready to take these guys? Moo! Moo! We're going to need our heavy artillery for this fight. Moo Mega Cowzord, activate! Moo! Moo! Hey, let's hang a right and get these guys! No problem, that must be their mama's cowzord. Damn it's bumper off! I don't think so. Even Toad Undulate, Mega Attack, activate! Moo! Moo! piece of this action oh no my 57 we greased him good cowherd rangers righteous one-liner dexter ranger god damn it you guys you foiled my evil plans yeah you know speaking of which what was this dastardly scheme we foiled anyway well it was so sweet ever since mike and pete started sacred cows tonight 
I had a plan to put them back in their place and be on top again. Uh-huh. The plan was actually beautiful in its simplicity. I was going to do a spin-off of their show and cash in on their idea. I was thinking of calling it Sacred Cow's Zeo. Um... And if that worked out, I was going to spin it off again with Sacred Cow's Wild Time Force followed by Sacred Cow's Dino Ninja Thunderstorm. Doesn't matter if they all suck, it makes a couple bucks off each iteration. I'll be filthy rich again in no time. That is evil. We gotta stop this guy before it's too late. Um, hold on there, lame brains. Yeah, quit your clowning and hang tight. Oh no, it's Chubbs and Bonehead. If these goofballs are here, that must mean the episode is almost over. We're not going to get a chance to stop George. <laughs> Bright idea there, Einstein. Yeah, you guys are pretty smart for working that one out. Not. Not. Well, since they're about to show a clip of a blooper from this episode, I'll just take my leave. Until next time, super sacred cow turd rangers. Gnarly one-liner, George. We'll get you next time, evil lord George. To be continued. But probably not. It's sacred cows tonight. With your hosts, Mike... And Pete, featuring disembodied voice guy, with special guest, Mike Bachman, featuring the Sacred Cows Tonight Band. And now welcome your hosts, Mike and Pete. Thanks, Thanks disembodied, disembodied voice guy. guy. Say, disembodied voice guy. Yes, Pete? Do you ever... In a world... Anyway, Pete, uh, you were saying? Where life and death hang in the balance. So, Pete? Shh. I feel like he's going to say something profound. A hero will rise. So, Pete, are you ready to finish the DVG banter? Uh, I kind of want to hear if there's more to this message, so just, you know, hold on, buddy. One man. One purpose. But Pete, at the beginning of the show, we always talk, um... Yeah, yeah, but that was before I had this interesting guy to listen to. One call to destiny. See, this stuff is pure gold. If you listen to only one voice this episode, make it my voice. I definitely will, super cool voice guy. Welcome to the Sacred Cows Podcast. I'm here with Pete. Hey, everybody. And our special guest, Mike Bachman of... Drunks and Dragons, and geez, what other podcasts are you on, Mike? Um, just just here and there, just just doing guest spots right now. Um, but I have something else in the works that will probably come out here in a while. Not ready to talk about that yet, though. So I don't know why I did. Hi, it's me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's stream of consciousness. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. For the eight people that have uh, never listened to. Uh, Drunks and Dragons, but for some reason, listen to our show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Drunks and Dragons? Uh, Drunks and Dragons is a fifth edition um, actual play podcast. Uh, there's uh, there's five of us on that show um, who uh, just uh, basically go through. Um, we've been doing the same adventure for the past five years. Um, we make a lot of uh, a lot of dick jokes. Um, come for the dick jokes. Stay for the for the emotional roller coaster. I wish we could say awesome. that about our show. <laughs> Just have dick jokes. Come for the dick jokes, so, stay for the dick yeah. jokes also. So we are here ostensibly uh, to talk about the 1995 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. And not because 
of the Power Rangers movie that came out in March. We're just here because it's something that we wanted to talk about with Mike Bachman. Yes, the expert. Now, Mike, I, the, uh, question first. Did the Power Rangers, the movie, have any sort of a subtitle to it? Like, was it Secret of Ivan Ooze or something like that? No, was it was just straight up uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Power Rangers, the movie. Okay, yeah. no secret of the ooze. That's Turtles, too. Yeah, that... There were some similarities between these two movies. Uh, there were a lot of similarities. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the jokes were just transcribed from one right into another. <laughs> Cross out Ninja Turtles, right? Power Rangers, perfect. It's a movie. All right. So uh, what we like to always do here, and we're going to give you the opportunity to do it, uh, Mike, yep. is uh, we like to start with a you know 10,000-foot view of the plot so we can get that crap over with and just start digging into the meat here. So um, if you want to, you can be the person to give that 10,000-foot view. Uh, oh, yeah, I would love not, to. not, <laughs> one of us will do it. If, I feel okay. you are the most qualified. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, open scene, sky. They're in a plane. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, it's... <laughs> the air is so thick you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> so you know, it, it, real quick starts with a starts with a beautiful skydiving scene. Transition to a rollerblading scene. Uh, transition to um, to the the command center. Uh, find out uh, that. Ivan Ooze has uh, has been unearthed in a construction site. Um, who ruled the world? He Ivan Ooze ruled the world six thousand years ago, um, the exact same age as the Earth. Uh, and they <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, uh, they you know they go to check it out. Um, he rips off Freddy Krueger, um, and then they they fight for a while. Um, they lose their powers because Ivan Ooze makes it into the uh, command center, destroys. Um, all that stuff. Um, Zordon, um, Zordon is near death, so they decide to go to this this uh, distant planet Phaedos to get the uh, to to get new power, which is somehow different from their old power. Um, they have the same suits and everything, uh, so they 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 go. They meet um, they meet a lady whose name escapes me, um, who is actually oh. an owl in disguise. Um, Babarella, I don't remember. Yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Uh, some something of that nature, um, who gives them the powers of the ninja, um, which uh, harness their latent animal spirits that are inside their body. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they they get this power, and then they come they come back just to, just in time to find out that Ivan Ooze has enslaved all of the parents of Angel Grove using his Ivan Ooze. Wait, what's it called? It's just called it's Ivan Zeus. Ivan Zeus. Ivan Zeus. Yeah. Just I was like, why, why do I want disgusting thing to bottle up. But yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's this purple goo um, that uh, it's it's harmless to the kids, but when the parents touch it, uh, they turn into mindless uh, drones that go to construction sites and do whatever they're told to do. Um, and he's using that to unearth his uh, his own robot zords. Um, and then once he's done with that, he's going to have the the parents all get commit suicide. Um, and uh, Power Rangers come back uh, just in time to stop that with their new Zords and find that along with new new powers and Zords, they've also been granted the godlike power to reverse death and they bring Zordon back to life. Um, and then uh, they all go out for a burger. That's great. Well, that yeah, that sums it right up. Quite honestly, I, more, I, more I of a ten foot shed view. a single tear there. To be honest with you, <laughs> listen, man. Every in my view, when you're talking about a Power Rangers plot, everything is important. Nothing should be Never left on thing. the table. 
Well, then you shouldn't have left out that sky rating that was at the end that said, thank you very much for a good job done, Power Rangers, or whatever the heck it was. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Wait, they, yeah. they sky wrote that? I wasn't looking at it. At the, at the screen it at looked the end terrible. The I, I'm not exactly sure if it was supposed to be, like, written in fireworks, but it was, it was well, it, it looked just, like, superimposed, like, the, the basketball game score, you know? It, it, it oh, yes, Very please. defined edges. Yeah, right? So <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what so, that was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's nitpicking right. at its worst. Well, this is what we're about. We're about the nitpicking. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, I, I was thinking um, I, I wanted to start off with, I think, what is my favorite part of this movie already? Um, I think I really liked Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we love the scenery chewage. It's very good. Yes. The, the scenery chewage? Well, no, no. When you get, uh, I don't know if this guy's a particularly uh, distinguished uh, British actor, but you know, a uh, British actor. Well, no, he was the bad guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm sure he's done plenty of like Shakespeare uh, stage work and that kind of thing. They alert us of the fact to the fact that they are in, you know, a cheesy, hammy little movie by being as cheesy and hammy oh, as sure. only someone with their acting chops can pull off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> You know, particularly the, ooh, where's my autograph book? Like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? No, no. He was he was talking about, like, the most uh, ridiculous uh, events of the 6,000 years that he missed, and the last one was the Brady Bunch reunion or something like that, and he delivers it in this deadpan, you know, stuffy British voice. It was very good. Which the Brady Bunch reunion? Knowing about the Brady Bunch reunion, he's been he's been entrapped for for six thousand years. So you have to keep in mind he also missed the Brady Bunch, not just the reunion. Yeah. So when did he take the time to stop and look that up on Wikipedia um, in 1995, and <laughs> and then also be like know enough about it to be sad that he missed it. Well, and, and I guess he found the original to be perfectly acceptable, but the reunion an utter travesty that he had to. Uh, yeah how how long does out. this movie take place over? Because he's all he's all like, oh, I missed the Inquisition, I missed the the Black Plague, and all this stuff. Well, you know, it Did makes it first... makes an ostensibly good line for a movie, I suppose. But well, and I I actually kind of I kind of wondered this about how exactly his powers work because he appears to be made out of the same stuff that he's manufacturing to uh, to brainwash the parents. Um, also made like made of the same stuff as his uh, his minions that he that he summons at the beginning. So I mean, I guess it's possible that he's got those minions out there researching what's happened for the past six thousand years, and and then some, they all uploaded into his brain. Yeah, somehow gains that his, knowledge. His slime brain. Well, he is basically the slime from Ghostbusters 2, you know, just made of pure bad feelings, essentially. Pretty much. But um, I have to say I like the character. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I kind of identify with Ivan's, like, crotchetiness, his, how he, like, can't stand the kids today, the youth of today. They've destroyed, you know, 6,000 years ago. This never would have happened, you know. Kids had uh, jobs when they were this age and that kind of thing. Well, to be fair, 6,000 years ago, he also hated teenagers. Yeah, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but he's been in stasis, so I guess he's just been a crotchety for old sure. for a long for time. For sure. And, and he knows stasis. exactly what teenagers smell like. Like, he can identify. <laughs> he does. Them. He makes a reference to it. He did. That, uh, one of the many 90s things about this movie that I, I had to write down. It's like, did he just make a Smells Like Teen Spirit reference? He certainly <laughs> did. 
<laughs> I hadn't caught that. I was too busy being weirded out. <laughs> I just, I, it was just confirmation biased. I just assumed that everything was a '90s <laughs> reference, and so you know, there's a lot of little check marks on my list. See, I thought of it more like a, what Bachman had said during his uh, summary. It was like this was more like a Freddy Krueger kind of thing. You know? Well, no, I mean specifically in straight up stealing the welcome to my nightmare line. I believe that's a, oh, that's a Freddy okay. Krueger okay. line. Another reference. A very referential hmm. movie. All right. Well, uh, so I said Ivan Ooze. Uh, do you two have a favorite thing about this movie that uh, isn't Ivan Ooze? Um, well, uh, it was actually the, well, Ivan Ooze was a, a big part of it, but it was the 90s-ness of the movie. They they start by, I don't know if skydiving is totally 90s, but all of the awesome, cool man, yeah, thanks, bossa nova type, you know, talk after landing is pretty 90s. And then they all go rollerblading, of course. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, there's uh, the Smells Like Teen Spirit reference, uh, Jurassic Park jokes when they're fighting some dinosaurs partway through it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's it's very, uh, very silly. Um, gosh, I guess if I uh, wanted to have a different favorite part, I'll have to give it up now. Now, is there a Power Rangers rap at the end credits? I kind of feel like there is something that's trying to be a Power Rangers rap. But that's just the capstone of the 90s-ness of this movie. Yeah. And if they didn't have one, what a missed opportunity. It'd be like the only movie of the 90s that didn't. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Mike? Uh, well, if I had to say my favorite part, um, my favorite part is really like kind of just the idea. And then, I mean, the show the show is guilty of this, too. I guess it's not necessarily just uh, just the movie. Um, but the idea that originally these these are supposed to be uh, teenagers with attitude, like they're they're kind of like rebels they're supposed to be like whatever and they turn into into role models but they really like aside from like give, being given one or two throwaway lines that maybe might seem rebellious uh they're just they're kind of like just model like model teenagers yeah um, these are national honor society kids yeah exactly here, they, they they know how to they they know how to skydive they're certified to do so solo um which <laughs> then again so are bulk and skull yeah well so and we that's explain that I'd, I'd like to take an aside on that because bulk and skull are certified to to do this solo but when they get ready to jump out of the plane they act like this is the first time they've ever done it and i took the right. liberty of looking up exactly what you had to do to be certified in the state of california <laughs> which they never say that angel grove is in california but i think i mean we can all just kind of assume it's pretty clear yeah, yeah pretty right. clear it's right next to whatever the city from buffy the vampire slayer is what's that sunnyvale yes or something yeah <laughs> so there's there's Sunnydale. seven classes that you have to take uh before you're before you can uh you can jump solo um at least in the minimal amount of research that i've done and it, and you're talking about uh just shy of three thousand dollars to do this so you figure <laughs> bulk and skull both committed to do this each for and you know you never see you never see them skydive any other time during the show um so they did this specifically for this fundraiser i feel like you would have been you would have been better off just giving $6,000 to, to save the observatory than getting certified to, to jump. Now, 
I, I I feel like their classes really paid off because I feel like Balkan Skull arguably made the best landing of any of the uh, people jumping because they made a straight down, you know, <laughs> landing on their feet, landing, whereas the other ones were kind of like, whoa, 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 let's just try to touch down in the middle of the target. They somehow oh, no, flared let's... just enough to, to lose all forward momentum so they can just... <laughs> they did land in a construction site, so they lose some points there, but... Yeah, but I mean, and then, you know, transitioning from skydiving direct to, like, rollerblading, and they're all doing, like, flips and whatever. And granted, yeah, these guys are Power Rangers, but they're not transformed. So we have to, like, just assume that these kids are just good at just about as many sports as Mario. And I think that's kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they're all, what, in martial arts club and stuff like that, so... yeah. Not not sure how that transfers to rollerblading skills, but it is, you know, in Power Rangers logic, you're basically doing flips through the whole movie, so it is useful there. Well, in Power Rangers, they're supposed to, you know, they, they had, like, the PSAs and things, and it was all about, like, you know, kind of empowering kids and, like, you know, you're, you know, you're perfect as you are and, like, whatever, get active, and your role model, your role model telling you that that you don't need to, you know, that you can just be who you are is like good at literally everything that they touch everything turns to gold <laughs> right <laughs> whatever yeah it was it was interesting um just since i watch so the way that we watched this um i watched the movie first and then upon bachman's suggestion i watched the four episodes that corresponded to this uh in in the tv series and so we'll talk about the tv series part later but uh, the important thing to note there is that the the storyline is is the same that's been recycled. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's not so, canonical yeah, yeah. to the show, but it's it follows pretty much the same beats with some of the characters shuffled around. Um, you know, the villain is is slightly different, but it's it's pretty close. Yes, it is. Right, right, right. We sort of, I, uh, Mike's experiment there was for me to watch the TV series first and then watch the movie afterwards. And I thought to myself, well, this sucks. They made the TV mini series, the four episode arc, and then turn around and put it to film, you know, for the movie right away. How insulting to the audience because they're similar plots. And then I find it's the other way around, and I just do not know how that could possibly happen. I was utterly baffled to find that the movie came first, and then they made a four-episode arc of it for the TV series afterwards. How does that sort of thing even happen, Mike? I think that probably just has to do with how the how the show, um, how the seasons fall. How, it, you know, the season's starting in September, um, and the, uh, the Power Rangers trying to cash in on the summer. Yeah, and the, that movie sure. actually came out in the summer before in July. Um so, yeah, what I what I read about it was basically that they said, "Hey, uh we are we could just do, you know, a sort of cheap thing for this movie and probably make a buck." And they decided to actually make it into a movie, a la, you know, Ninja Turtles style and things like that, you know, instead of just doing the same thing but throwing it on the big screen. That would be the uh the the cheapest way to do it. So they wanted to do some uh redesigned Power Rangers uh uh, uniforms and stuff, which is why you get the um, the neat more uh, body armor, you know, kind of uh, Power Rangers, which um, they do I don't know, better. Probably, I, I do think it looked pretty pretty neat. It, it led to probably a lot of uh, uh, what we have now with the Power Rangers movie, which I haven't seen yet. But um, 
I don't know. It was, uh, and then they, you know, obviously had a CG budget, which um, we'll talk about at some point. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was well, something of a budget. For 1995, I suppose they had a CG budget. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, I don't mind talking about it now. Fine. Uh, the CG budget, <laughs> I, I feel like the spot, there was like the beginning of the movie, they're like, okay, let's let's have the CG budget. And then there's different things like that. And then when they got their Zords, it's like, okay, things are looking okay. Not great. Okay. 1995. Not okay. great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it got to the point where they showed they showed all the different rangers in their Zord. And then they showed Kimberly in her Zord. And they couldn't even bother to make sure that the video that they're projecting inside the CG that they had was straight up and down. It was like she was flat part of the of the window of her zord and after that it was just garbage (laughs) like that yeah this oh yeah this was like the time this was like the era when you could do some really awesome things with practical effects and probably make it look really good or you could spend way way more money on cg that didn't look that great but everybody in the audience would recognize it and go wow it's computer generated graphics the future is now and then you watch it you know, five years later, and it was like, Ugh. yeah. When Ivan Ooze becomes one with uh, one of his Zords, he he has like the lawnmower man face. I mean, flat face on <laughs> yeah. flat texture going on. You know, <laughs> and God, it was awful yeah. after the Kimberly part. It's like they literally like, okay, we can spend a little money on these Zords. Oh God, we ran out of money. Okay, we still have to do the rest of this. Movie. It was where they fired ninety percent of the production team. Yeah, like, just finish this thing up. Kids won't care. <laughs> They're just dollar signs to me. But I did oh, really sorry. like the the redesigned uniforms, though. They did look, you know, good. They were, um, they were American made. Interesting note about those: they were made out of PVC, and I think I think I remember them saying they weighed like thirty pounds, like twenty or thirty pounds, like something crazy like Yikes. that. Yikes! <laughs> My goodness, some dudes in there. Well, yeah, I they so. I saw some some uh, not footage, but it was pictures of the um, actors, and it was actually, I mean, I didn't know this, but in, for uh, well, just like the TV show where they when they're fighting putties after a while, they don't even get to morphing; they're just like fighting them as they are because they're all mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. martial artists in real life. Um, so apparently, they were all in there at, at least most uh, most of the time, you know, walking around there. But they had um, pictures of them. Um, with the helmets on, but without the eye visors uh, to do practicing because apparently uh, it was really hard to see in those eye visors and the helmets and stuff like that. So they really had to get it down without that, but they wanted them to have the weight of the whole um, suits and stuff and, and know how it feels. And apparently they got really drained doing that because they weighed so much. So mm-hmm. so they gained 15 pounds of muscle and lost 10 pounds of water weight <laughs> every shoot pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that looks that looks like a rough costume to 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 be in. The thing I was just noticing because I went back to try and find that uh that that shot you were talking about, but the uh the thing I just noticed about it is that in the show, the the Zords are always like towering over buildings. They're only about right. four stories. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in the show. Oh yeah, that's a good point. They're definitely yeah, street level. They're like Godzilla sized in the show. It's worth noting that this is the first time. They aren't using recycled footage from a Japanese TV show to to do Power Rangers. I'm sure I well, I'm not going to take anything for granted because before we were going to do this show, I didn't even know there was a Power Rangers movie. It was a repressed <laughs> memory 
1995. I'm sure it blipped on my radar, but then I'd, you know, forgotten for 22 years. So you don't have any history with this movie? Yeah. Or with the Power Rangers? Oh, sorry, with this movie. Power Rangers, I used to watch it all the time, but this movie, I remember people being excited about it coming out when I was 13, or what? yeah, it would have been when I was 13, uh, but I never saw it, and movies that I don't see don't form strong memories <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You'd think uh, it would be otherwise, but... Um, they had um, some footage that wasn't recycled from uh, from the Japanese show, just because the Japanese show only lasted... Um, like I, I forget it didn't last as long as the as the Power Rangers adaptation, and so they ended up having the original um, stunt team film more shoots. It still wasn't this. A lot of the footage wasn't filmed here, um, but they still had they had uh, extra stuff that wasn't used in the Japanese version. I guess I remember reading them about they they shipped um, they had the Japanese stunt company uh, for the TV show. That's what you were talking about, Mike. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, I remember that reading something about they shipped the suits there, and then they realized, oh god, these suits are are for Japanese height people. I mean, so yeah. they ended up having to, to remake the suits. So then, they, when they had like your different actors and stuff in there, they could actually you know take the helmets off for those scenes that they need to do it. But the, at first, they just were like, oh, it'll be fine. Hmm? Yeah, and there's actually diff- you can see that in some of the earlier episodes, there's differences between the American and Japanese version of them of the suits. Um, particularly, like the Green Ranger is his uh, his holster is a different color altogether, oh, and it's man. and I think it's on the wrong side, if I remember correctly. It's a lot of weird stuff like that. God, attention to detail, people. <laughs> of course, I didn't notice. So, <laughs> uh, well, and I also didn't know about it until I went on like a, a YouTube binge couple weeks ago so gotcha <laughs> homework doing your homework nice so bachman what's your history with this movie uh with this movie i don't actually remember if i saw it in theaters i want to say that i did um you know again it, it was one of those things where it's like i remember it um i remember seeing it at some point um i did not watch it again until i mean maybe a couple of years ago it was like the first time i watched it again since then just because it's 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 not canonical, so I didn't really <laughs> see a whole lot of value in it. Um, <laughs> with with Turbo, with Turbo, they threw that all out the window, and uh, like so when they did a Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, that one you had to have seen that, or you don't get like. So you like you know they'd end one season, and then you come back to the next season, and they've got new powers and Zords, and and one of them is a child now. And you just got to kind of catch up. Just gotta go with it. Man. <laughs> just, they they yeah. were just copying the whole Sailor Moon thing there for that, you know. Honestly, I feel a little bit better hearing you say that this movie wasn't canon. Uh, what isn't? Because that that explains the the episode arc. Then they had to they had to get they had to shoehorn it into the storyline somehow. Yeah, well, and I mean, who's this kid, Fred? And like, <laughs> you know, like why are they? Um, well, like why is the command center completely different and things like that? It's, right. You know, you just kind of. You have to make it non-canonical if you want to start doing stuff like that. You have to. You have to. I guess you don't. It's have what their to, lawyers told but them. But you do have to, for sure. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I try and I try and force more more logic onto this series than it's than it deserves. <laughs> but it's it's my childhood, so I feel like I have to. I have Good to deal. again. Once again, my lawyer told me that I absolutely have to defend <laughs> the Power Rangers at all costs. And Mike, we agreed before the episode that we weren't going to say anything negative. I appreciate you for holding uh, holding to that. 
<laughs> working on it. I We're working on it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wouldn't say anything negative. Pete is. <laughs> yeah, right. Story. That's right. I didn't. That, that was not a, a prenup for me. But there's a loophole. <laughs> Uh, I'll go into my history. My history with this movie is I remember um, they heavily pumped it on like Fox Kids, and I remember my uh, my sister was really into the into the Rangers, and I, I used to watch that with her. I think she was into it more than me. I was more of a well, what we talked about last episode, Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain person. Um, totally, but <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, seeing that movie. I think with her in the theaters, and then we went to McDonald's, and they had. This was a heavily tied-in movie with McDonald's where they had actual not-shitty Power Rangers toys, but you had to pay extra money outside of the Happy Meal mm. price. And they, they were like uh, racer, um, I don't know. They're, they're the Zords, but they had like wheels on them so you could like race them around. And then they came with like a, a little four-inch Power Ranger figure that um, – you know, had like two points of articulation, but again, didn't look horrible for like $6 or whatever you paid for it at McDonald's at the time. But that, that is what I remember. And, and now they're $50 each on eBay. <laughs> probably. But, or more, probably. I lowballed. But I, I just remember like there was like people, my sister then went to, bought all the toys for the movie and she had the regular Power Ranger toys and then the super bulky looking, you know, PVC Rangers. <laughs> so it was different. What about the ninja animals uh, that they, I guess they're not on the dinosaur theme anymore with their Zords. It's going to be uh ninja animals now and they all change into ninja costumes i just love that jo- johnny young bosch was like a frog come on <laughs> yeah that was great especially after watching the show version the the episode arc where he just kind of went with it he he's just like all right it. sweet he's like sweet, yeah. a frog yeah yep this is exactly what i expected to happen they said i was getting yeah. an animal and i said a frog and they said we got one <laughs> a freaking frog seriously i was just like wow that frog is lame and when you see the actual frog bot it does not look very good i'm oh, sorry well none of, none of those zords look very good at all no that that's and, true at least in the show it breathed fire i'd be like okay now we're getting to a point where i can accept this but when they when all the zords come together um you know it's it's it, it gets into like a fighting pose and then they're like oh you know the monster's coming they're like they're like ninja megazord battle mode and i'm like why do you have any other mode like that's the whole point of the sword it should just be battle mode what about ninja megazord party mode or ninja megazord skiing mode yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much uh yeah it doesn't need more than one mode i'm still waiting you wouldn't even have to call it a mode at that point i'm still waiting for the power rangers series that's all based on hybrids or electric vehicles (laughs) (laughs) you crap (laughs) we're like 90 miles from an electric charge i think the 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 thing that was kind of a bummer about that movie is that like it came after like i mean they weren't using the original megazord anymore but you still had like 52 episodes of them using using this like this one megazord and i'm sure kids went into the theaters being like oh man i'm gonna get to see this megazord that i like that i've seen at home and like know all about you know like you're gonna get to see it uh, in a movie and it's gonna do cool stuff 
and they they never get in that original one and i'm and obviously it's because of you know like cgi budget having to make a new you know that that other megazord so they just kind of like shove it under the rug and Mm -hmm. yeah forget about that megazord conceivably it still exists somewhere there's just no power but then they got new power so they could power that one probably now (laughs) but it's just like don't they end up in the in the show eventually don't they end up having their original megazords and that megazord and make it into an ultrazord or something no, uh, so the original Megazord um, from season one, that one, if I remember correctly, I'd have to watch it again, <laughs> or I could not, um, but <laughs> <laughs> the original Megazord ends up getting like sucked back into the ground for some reason, and I think it's like the Zords, like they just play the clip of them coming out of the ground in reverse, <laughs> like, oh. oh no, they're going away, um, but then um, for season two... For season two, they get the Thunder Megazord, and the Thunder Megazord is just their original Zords, but then those Zords get zapped with lightning and change into completely different Zords every time that they summon them. So for whatever reason, they revert. So theoretically, they could have still reverted back to that old Megazord. They just don't. Um, But the... uh, like yeah, in the show it gets it gets completely destroyed. It gets like you know that the head falls off. Like they get decapitated, and there's wires hanging out and everything. Um, but yeah, no, in the movie they're just like, mm, I guess we don't use that one anymore. It's gone. <laughs> <sighs> Merchandising contracts, right? We have to have all new toys. You can't tell me. You, no, this is before the next season even started. So I know that those toys were still on the shelf. <laughs> it's true. It's but true. But they weren't going to tell anybody that. Yeah. <laughs> They still yeah, go ahead and buy it. It'll be, you know, timeless. Well, like I said, they, they <laughs> did have movie-specific merchandising, you know. Come to think of oh, it, there, of was a, uh, there was a line that Zordon had in the show where he's like, Rangers, you're going to use these new Zords forever, and they'll never change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's an evil trick. Looking, looking back, I see that I was fooled. So, so there's a character in the movie, and I do not remember her name. She's, uh, you know, the in the in the leather bondage clothing uh, or, well, you know, whatever it is on the planet, uh, the the desert planet. At least they don't have to walk through the California desert like they did in the episodes. They have to go to a different planet, I guess. Um, <clears throat> it was one of those, you know, silly like, I don't trust you. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll go back to Zordon and. <laughs> Tell him he just has to die. Then you know Zordon, <laughs> I'll trust you. Yeah, literally, like, nobody has ever made it through this planet alive, but I'll bet you can because you know Zordon. Literally, every monster, like every bad guy in the galaxy, knows Zordon and knows his name. He's not a mystery figure. So anybody wanting to get this power could have come to this planet and been like, <coughs> "Yeah, I know Zordon." Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> she would have been like, "Oh, okay, yeah, right on through." <laughs> You're the frog. <laughs> sorry asshole you're the fraud and what's with her or her like being like a a fighting staff person and and like then all these monsters are like afraid of sound well of course they're they're tengu don't you know that they are highly susceptible to sound attacks i don't know why why didn't uh the rangers just go back to ivan ooze and just like hold up a boom box or something i mean seriously (laughs) John Cusack style. <laughs> yes. The, the thing I like the most about the Tengus, and it's kind of disappointing. In the show, the Tengus, they just all have like a stereotypical like bird voice. Like, we're going to get you. Like, <laughs> but they had like different voices for different Tengus in this. And one of them was like a Joyzy accent. He's like, yeah, we tried to get him, boss, but we couldn't. <laughs> like, I, I wish they had carried that over into the show. But it made them so, so much better. 
I love that that Rita and Zed got put in their place. I mean, I I always I I loved those characters uh, <laughs> when I watched it with my sister, and I loved seeing them in the movie. And you know, the fact that they're uh, kind of just Ivan's like, yeah, you know, you're idiots <laughs> was was great. You don't need to be in this movie, essentially. The um the they they did they did make it out in the uh, mid credits mid credit scene. Did you guys yeah. now question? Did you guys? I know you probably saw the mid credit scene. Did you stay for the end credit scene where Nick Fury invites the Power Rangers into the Avengers, or did you miss? That? Yeah, <laughs> I I was joking with that with my wife about that uh, after I. <laughs> although watching those Marvel movies, uh, you're trained to stay and watch till the end of the credits. Now you know any movie that you that you watch. Not any, I, I maybe I'm projecting, but I stay for the you know Pixar movies at the very end now to make sure that I'm not missing something. This movie, this movie. So overall, <laughs> this, this has been one of the most disjointed episodes I think we've had because we were all confused about. Well, we're all in the the sort of continuum of the movie, the TV shows, and and uh, how it all flows together. So Right, when you start talking about murky continuity, it's just, you know, all bets are off. See, the conversation will go in a hundred directions. That's where I feel like um I feel like, you know, you, when you hear somebody get like real in depth into continuity for something like this, you got to be a lot of times it's easy to be like just leave it. It's, you know, it's not meant to be to be taken seriously, but I feel like that's where all the fun is. Like in taking mm-hmm. something that you can't possibly take seriously and then taking it too seriously and being like, well, they missed this detail. And then, you know, being all indignant about it when clearly there was no way they were ever going to catch, catch that detail. Right. <laughs> See, it's I, an art. I, when I was watching this, I approached it as like watching, I don't know, a campy B movie. Because, I mean, what is Power Rangers but like a campy kids series you know and mm-hmm. and this was like uh, the same the same thing you know i just saw like oh yeah that's clever that's there yeah there was a lot of it where i was like yeah this is this does feel like turtles too it does but i overall it was like you know it i uh i thought it was a kind of a fun thing and, and sort of a, a throwback definitely it's one of those things where it's like there's a danger and i think that the new power rangers movie is 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 skirting this line really well but just in like in trying to trying to take it too seriously and not embracing the campiness a little bit um i think that that's partially why it survived as long as it has um because it 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 would just be too difficult to make to take this this concept of you know rainbow colored superheroes and and turn it into something serious i mean you that's why they had to reboot (laughs) yeah that's why they had to mute the colors Honestly, in uh, in the new Power Rangers movie, you know, just kind of keep it like as as grounded as possible while still uh, maintaining true to the original content. Huh? They're not like wearing earth tones or anything no, no, like no. That, are I they? mean, they're, <laughs> okay. they're they're all the same colors, but you know how it you know how it is where it's like the all the film is filtered to like looks a little washed out. Right? Sure. Exactly. Man of Steel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Man of Steel. There's a man bad. who did not need a gritty reboot. Come on, it's <laughs> Superman. Yeah, alien boy scout. So why don't we go ahead and and get to the verdict for this movie, and then we can kind of talk about some other peripheral things. Um, for those of you who are first time listeners who may be coming in just to to hear uh, us talk about Power Rangers or talk with Mike Bachman, um, our rating is just sacred, bovinus sanctorum, or put it out to pasture. 
Bovinus excommunicado. So it's pass-fail system. Yeah. So uh, each of us will go and give our verdict on this movie, and then afterwards we'll talk about some you know other Power Ranger-related thing and keep the conversation going for a bit. So um, I'm going to say our guest always has the option to go first. So if you want to go first, Mike, uh, tell us your verdict. If not, pass it. Uh, yeah, Set pass it. Set the tone. Pass it. I'm, I'm, st- I'm deliberating internally. Oh, okay. 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 All right, Pete. Um, well, Mike, what, what do you think? I'll go first since I went last last time. So <clears throat> you have a good. Memory. I am putting. <laughs> I am putting this in the sacred category because, yes, uh, there were a lot of just '90s reference jokes. There were a lot of, um, you know, campy moments, but. I, when I sat down, that's exactly what I was was hoping for. Like, this is a standalone Power Rangers experience that you basically don't have to have any any previous uh, uh, knowledge of. But if you do, you're gonna it's gonna be like I want an hour and a half to just remember that part of my life, and it's done. You get the Rangers, you get Bulk and Skull, you get some good fight scenes, um, a little bit better effects budget. Awful Zords, Awful Zords withstanding, um, that's sacred for me. So uh, I guess we'll save Mike for last. Pete, you're next. All right. No, 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 no. This is not sacred. This makes it easier for me knowing that it's not canon either. I don't have to hold it to any sort of a, you know, uh, you know, like, it must be a part of the series. It's just a little fun-ish throwaway movie that really it's got you know some uh, extremely bad lines bad cg um i feel like well i have no nostalgia for it because i didn't see it but i feel that uh your nostalgia if you're like i i I have come to understand that mike bachman here is very big power rangers fan if you're half as big a fan as he is you should watch this movie but i think my nostalgia for power rangers is probably best served uh re-watching parts of the series um so yeah i guess my rating would be not sacred and it's up to our esteemed guest for a tiebreaker i think oh please uh yes uh the i'm gonna have to say that this needs to be put in the pasture if the pasture is a trash can uh because it it (laughs) you know i'd say i'd say yeah this is a little fun aside to go back and watch if you want to remember that time in your life but it's only if you want to remember that time through beer goggles because every pretty much every aspect of this movie is a uh is a bastardization <laughs> of like what's going on in the, in the show. Um, right. I mean, part of it is product product of the time, the bad CGI. Um, I would have rather them had a dude in a suit for the Megazord in this movie, uh, <laughs> than, than do what they did. Um, I feel like you gotta be like, there has to be a point where you're like, yes, this is cool because we haven't been able to do this before. But objectively, it looks worse. Like there had to have been one guy on the set that was uh, that was just like, "You guys know this looks bad, right? Am I the only one seeing this? Like this looks really <laughs> bad." Um, but like you know, I went in expecting to see like some of the stuff I saw on the show. Um, I I didn't. You know, it, it was stuff that I would. You know, the ninja stuff was like stuff that I would in the future after having seen the next season grow to like. Um, but I didn't get any of the, any of the things that I was watching in the show that I could then watch, um, 
watch here. Um, even even you know right down to Zordon, Zordon them saying like um, that he was in a time warp and that breaking the tube pulls him out of the time warp. Like no, he's in, he's he's in a different dimension and the and the tube is like a like a. He's not inside the tube. Let's just say it's that a, it's a conduit. <laughs> yeah, projecting his image. It's a, it's He's like a viewing internet. globe style thing where you can see. So they basically they just they they took liberties, and I understand they always do when they make a movie. But it was it was nothing that I wanted, and even now I can remember being disappointed when I was the target age uh, for that movie. So it's um, it's trash. Skip it if you haven't seen it, and then uh, just move on with your life. You got a lot of things to do. You're busy, you know. We have time for this. <laughs> okay, so I stand corrected. You actually need to be a bigger Power Rangers fan than Mike Bachman in order to watch this movie. I don't know if there is. No, I kind of feel I bad and want to change my verdict now. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think that there's a direct correlation between how big of a fan you are of a certain uh, of a certain property and the desire to have to watch everything of that property. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. You needed to if you if you want like watch it, but. It's it's not good. If you're a fan of that thing and don't want to watch a bad version of that thing, then don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. say uh, there there was a, t- uh, a point in time when CG, the quality of computer graphics, became passable as compared to practical effects. And that time was s- several years <laughs> after this time. <laughs> this was not that time. Yeah. So like what like the late two thousands is when it started. Yeah, to be okay. it's, it's some people would argue that it never happened, but you know, <laughs> well, I mean, there came yeah. a point. They, they got good at blending things at some point. That like Lord of the Rings time yes. and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. So all right, well, uh, bovinus excommunicado, and I feel bad now. Well, because, that's like, going to get an excommunicado. <laughs> <laughs> all right, these guys well, just don't know when to quit. all right so we're gonna take a little break and when we come back uh we're gonna talk some more power rangers stuff and then uh close out the show all right so we're back and we're talking about power rangers we're done talking about the uh 95 movie and uh you know i think it's time to talk about other stuff so we all watched the four-part miniseries uh, that was equivalent to the movie, uh, and mm-hmm. actually canonical. What was it called again? Ninja Quest. Ninja Quest. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, which uh, basically uh, which should be one of the the name of one of those immersive dining experiences, like Medieval Times or Wizard Quest or whatever. Only if your server's ninja. Or, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the soup or the salad? <laughs> Sorry, that's what he sounds like in my mind. I'm sure I'm overblowing it. Don't make me come out there or I'll make you a good dinner. <laughs> so when I, nice. I watched these four episodes and I was I, I immediately fell down to a, a wiki hole because I remembered how much how much weird Power Rangers um stuff there is and look I'm looking up about Ninjor and then I end up looking about, you know, the, the characters i end up looking about like god how many how many power ranger series is tommy in oh my god he's like the longest running ranger you know uh, uh-huh. um and just Lord and he just Zed. came up for air earlier today yeah did anyway 
it was it was it was incredible like uh like Mike Bachman said how many <laughs> how many times that they've retconned things but also just how much thought somebody put into all of this <laughs> or didn't they just yeah. played it by ear well and the the thing about the about the show too is that there is um fans separate this I'm going to get man I'm going to get so in the weeds if any potential employers in the future, if you hear this episode for one reason or another, like don't hold this against me. Um, but there's the Power Rangers is separated into two eras. There's the Zordon era and then post Zordon. Um, and the Zordon era leads all the way through the end of Power Rangers in space, which was the sixth season, um, which ends with, uh, with the Red Ranger destroying what it, what, is supposed to be all of the evil in the, in the galaxy by smashing uh, Zordon's tube, <laughs> which just like Zordon dies for some reason when he does this. Um, and it uh, you know, it just releases a wave of good that turns uh, all the, all the evil dudes bad. Uh, no, all the evil dudes good. Um, but after that, like it wasn't one season to another before it had been like, you know, once it goes into season two, it's like all the same Rangers. And sometimes they would rotate out the roster a little bit, but it was all like one story from episode, from the first episode to the end of season six. And then it was like, kind of like lost galaxy kind of followed that plot, but didn't really. Um, and it was all just different seasons. And then you get to Dino thunder, which is the 12th, the 12th one. I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. Uh, the, tw- the 12th season. And that's where they bring Tommy back. And Tommy's the black Ranger in this one no way and the the way they find out that tommy's the black ranger and they find out that he was one of the original power rangers um is is because they um they find like a tape where like where tommy's like if you're watching this something bad must have happened you're about to see (laughs) a history of my life as a power ranger you can find just this scene on youtube it's great but it just like goes through the entire First of all, he says it's a history of my life as a Power Ranger, but goes through every single season, even the ones that he wasn't a part of. They had absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with. Um, but they try it. So they've gone back and tried to like force continuity where there's absolutely none, including seasons that technically took place in the future. <laughs> but Tommy still <laughs> knew about him. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Isn't there like a medieval Power Rangers that happened somewhere in there, too, during the Disney there era where they a, owned it? There uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, they had Mystic Force. I guess that was. Oh yeah, answer. I I thought you were making a throwback to Mystic Knights of Tirna Nog, which is another band, uh, uh, Saban joint. I almost said Bandai. No, not Bandai. <laughs> but there's another Saban joint where they it was like a it was like a Game of Thrones esque, but they could like turn into like fancy knights, like they were regular knights, <laughs> oh. and then they could be like be like Earth below me, and they turn into like a fancy like red knight or something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no i didn't remember that i was thinking mystic force that's where i was going <laughs> yeah there's tons of failed um there's there's tons of failed uh like they're they're like oh power rangers is popular let's try and do like let's try and do similar ones like they had big bad beelborgs they had uh <laughs> they had vr troopers um cyber I remember vr troopers. cybertron was one that they filmed a pilot for um actually starring uh jason david frank tommy um oh, really is like the yeah as the main character from that but that never went anywhere and then they actually the the season that that we were talking about that the right before ninja quest they did a three-parter called a friend in need where they go to this other planet and try and save master rider which is like 
another like Japanese show that they were trying to adapt and they did like maybe half a season of it and we're like, oh, this is bad, actually. And if <laughs> if the people who make Power Rangers make something and they're like, oh, this is bad, then, you know, it's got to be pretty bad. You know, you struck pure <laughs> shit. There was a crossover, I remember, with Beetleborgs, wasn't there? Oh, shit. Well, I know there was a crossover between Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Oh, really? No. Are you, are you no. not aware of this? Oh, yes, no. sir. Absolutely. So uh, when Power Rangers in Space was on Fox Kids, there was also a um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation. Uh, oh, was God. Also, and it was... Sure, the live action one? Right, the live action rubber suits where they added a fifth turtle, Venus. Venus, uh, yeah. Who was a cape fighter. Uh, but they had an episode where Astronema, the uh, the big bad from uh, from Power Rangers in Space, was like, I need new monsters. I'm going to go to New York City and get the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and she turned them evil. And then, um, so the Power Rangers had to fight the Turtles. And then afterwards, they like shook hands. You can find this, if you Google like Turtles and Power Rangers, the first result you'll get is the gif of them like, of the Red Ranger <laughs> and like Donatello just shaking hands with like <sighs> mutual respect. Um, and then they go for a spaceship ride. It's great. So, Mike, did you ever watch that Power Slash Rangers um, fan film? Uh, that was something that Pete and I watched because I basically said, Pete, you need a palate cleanser? Here you go. You know? It did not cleanse my palate. I was like, what the hell? Left what you with more that? questions than answers. Yeah, right. I was like, hmm. That was, that was some unexpected murder death kill. So, okay. Some interesting behind the scenes of that one is that they, there was a reaction video that Jason David Frank did because a bunch of people were like, oh, you, you were the original Green Ranger. Why weren't you a part of this or whatever? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I saw that and, and, and you know, Power Rangers is for kids. So, I, you know, I like my Power Rangers to be PG. And then at the end of that video, he advertised this like, you know, what's that YouTube channel? Like Bat in the Sun, I think it is, that does like yes. those. Um, yeah, those like those beat superhero beatdown, I think is what the yep. video series is called. And they had like Batman like, versus Darth Vader and stuff too, yeah. Yeah. And at the at the end of this video, he's like he's like, "Oh yeah, and be sure to check out this Bat in the Sun where I fight Scorpion from Mortal Kombat." And like <laughs> there's an alternate ending to that like that that they filmed for it where like Scorpion throws his spear right through the back of the White Ranger's skull and there's like blood and like everything and like there's another video where like and and it's actually Jason David Frank in the suit, like reprising his role. There's another one where he stabs Ryu from Street Fighter, like through the yes! chest. And he's like, but I like my Power Rangers to be PG. Uh, <laughs> talking, talking out of both sides of his mouth. I, I, I love whatever, I love whatever those. fits the situation. Yeah, right? exactly. I, I love those though. <laughs> yeah, no, they were, they were pretty good. There's uh there's there's a few of those if you look like there's a few like gritty like reboot style YouTube videos of uh of Power Rangers like there's one where the Red Ranger is like he he's like parks his motorcycle in an alleyway and like some thugs like go to like fight him and he morphs and it's like it's like man Zordon told you never to use your powers unless you were forced to <laughs> how are you fallen he went looking to get forced. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well i'm glad to know there's a whole genre of uh you know bizarre power rangers fan videos out there um sorry original a, power rangers <laughs> this is a completely different aside there was a yeah. um there's a uh, early on uh zordon talks about the origins of the power coins 
and the original five teenagers who held them and they were like this band of like noble ninja warriors and they're like you know whatever um and makes it sound like super mystical and serious and then you come comes to find out that those coins were created by ninja <laughs> yes <laughs> this like completely undermined everything he said about it earlier <laughs> i love during those four episodes that we watched when when he's talking about each of their powers he's like standing like 50 yards in front of them, but the camera's right on him and they're just way in the background. <laughs> but it's clearly them. It's clearly Step new footage. Step forward and claim your ninja power. <laughs> yeah. And his wonderful gestures that he does, you know, wildly gesticulating, you know, as a man in a c- costume has to do. Whoever was directing that's like, I don't care what these teenagers are doing in the background. I want more ninja. Because, <laughs> like, they're so far back. You, you can tell it's the actors. You can tell it's new footage because it doesn't look, you know, recycled like the Japanese stuff. But he's just oh, like, yeah. I need, like, FaceTime with ninja. <laughs> that's, sure. That scene, um, that scene, I'm pretty sure that they use that in film school to talk about, you know, like, perfectly balancing your shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Ninjor, when he transforms, his, his head turns into the samurai. Does his crotch flip, too? Am I missing that? <laughs> no, his his crotch doesn't flip. It does change sizes. Okay. <laughs> That's what, okay. That's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, his, we got to the bottom of that. Good work, boys. <laughs> his head flips That's some good around. work, boys. <laughs> his head flips around from his chest, revealing that inside of his chest was a second head this whole time. And then that, a samurai. That's his new head. Yeah, that was like an action that was on a lot of '80s action figures. You'd like their chest cavity would open up, and a new head, like with surprised look, would uh, would show up. Oh yeah, and it's totally informed by like by by toys. Like they don't do anything on the show that they can't also make make in toy form easily. Yeah, right. They're like, we like your idea for a character, but it just it, we can't mold it in plastic. Sorry. I have questions about Bulk and Skull. I must have been misremembering of them from when I was a kid. They don't seem like they're really villains, are they? They seem more like they were. Like, yeah, they were. They, they were, were total at sh- first. They were total shitbags at first. Um, you know, like just they were. They were bullies, and like, oh, there's a significant amount of sexual harassment early on uh, from Bulk and Skull. Uh, then, then you know, kind of transitioned into like bumbling idiots. Um, then almost transitioned into into lackeys for a minute there, um, and then you know as you saw they entered the police academy and just you know really just tried to get their lives in order. Uh, and then once they <laughs> beautiful story they had a whole um, a whole arc um, where they were um, where they were serving as police officers junior police officers under Lieutenant Stone, um, including a multi episode arc. Where they were replaced by monkeys, they were turned into monkeys. Um, yes, for mu- for multiple episodes, it was just uh, <laughs> "Look Who's Talking," uh, monkey edition, <laughs> where they just did the voices uh, and were telepath telepathically communicating with each other. I guess. Um, then they were invisible for a while, so I'm sure that there's like be- a behind the scenes <laughs> story about this. Um, but they were, they, you know, they were turned into monkeys. Then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get turned back from monkeys." They were just turned invisible, um, and then something else happens, and they get they get turned. Uh, they get turned back into humans. And then you remember Rito, of course, uh, Rito Revolto, who's uh, yep, yep. Rita's brother, but for some reason has a different last name. Um, and <laughs> he... It follows the Italian scheme of, of uh, language gender with the O's and the A's. <laughs> so <laughs> so Rita, Rita loses his memory 
and Bulk and Skull find him. And at first they're scared, but then they realize that he doesn't have his memory. And then they keep him around as a servant. Um, oh, yes. Huh. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. There's a whole arc where they're just they're just palling around with Rito. Um, and of course, when Rito finally regains his memory, he's he's not too jazzed about the situation. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, that's this is about Bulk and Skull. Don't get sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> so and then um, then after in space, the next season is like, no, actually, I'm skipping a whole oh, man. I'm skipping a whole time period of Bulk and Skull uh, during in space. They team up. They become the employees of this like mad scientist who's got like a like a box truck with a bunch of like scientific equipment inside and they drive around trying to find out the identity of the power rangers with like yes i remember science that. Mm-hmm. that was a whole thing because they're the most qualified individuals to do that clearly <laughs> well they end up saving they end up helping to save the world at the end of it too yeah yeah at the end of it um they actually finally find out who the power rangers are because the power rangers reveal themselves to the entire world and by that i mean just angel grove and actually only just people <laughs> who were in that parking lot at the time when they did that thing um it's the only people who matter really let's be honest <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> but bulk and skull are like uh you know they astronomers like you know i'm gonna blow up i'm gonna blow up your entire city right now if you don't tell us who the power rangers are and the power rangers had just gotten done getting um getting like defeated pretty badly and then bulk steps forward steps forward and he's like i am the red ranger he says like some color i don't know <laughs> and it's like it's, settle down dude we know you're not um but then like everybody <laughs> steps forward and they're like i'm the blue ranger and like the, i am spartacus yeah exactly no, yeah i am and then they start like they start shouting out colors that don't even exist i'm the purple ranger and it's like there isn't one uh we know you're lying um i'm the plod ranger lottie <laughs> chartreuse <Sorry>. ranger <laughs> so you know the power rangers are moved and that leads them to be like you know what maybe we can save the day so so really i mean it's actually it's it's a redemption arc um you know that they they end up becoming yeah. the hero of their own story in the end i i think i think per- personally i think i ended up stopping after uh in space <laughs> that's pretty much where i stopped well, and that was, you know, that's that was a good ending point. I think you ma- you made it further than most. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's be clear that watching Power Rangers for as long as I did did not uh, do me any favors in school with the ladies. With the ladies, oh, in or school, even, okay. even boys, <laughs> just with mm. nobody, um, nobody in general. <laughs> my family, uh, a lot of a lot of deep seated emotional trauma um in regards to <laughs> it's ruined your life is what you're trying to say yeah yeah it's but you know what i've gotten as as a result nothing <laughs> <laughs> you got a spot on a really cool podcast that's true that's true i <laughs> thanks that's the booby prize see, just know just take some comfort in knowing that like when i go off on these wild like power rangers tangents you're definitely not the first podcast I've done this to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this I do remember show. some Drunks and Dragons instances. <laughs> yeah, jo- Jonah and Jesse Gregory, they like their old podcast Wing Damage, which they haven't done for years. They made the mistake of mentioning the Super Nintendo game, and it ended up being like a- almost an hour longer than that show was meant to be. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Well, you possess a very specific set of skills, <laughs> sir. Skills that make me a nightmare <laughs> for no one. 
<laughs> skills that allow me to be dismissed by everyone. <laughs> uh, see, you you have to get you have to get Michael sometime to have some sort of Power Rangers like thing in in Drunkeros would be great. Just once. <laughs> I actually um, the the when they did the art for um, Random Encounters, they asked me like because they were doing like all of our characters in different suits. And they asked me like what I wanted my care, like my character to be wearing. I was like, you got to make Tom a power ranger. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And he's Zentai, the red ranger. Obviously. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the red ranger. Um, Mighty Morphin style. And that makes complete sense. He views himself <laughs> as a Tyrannosaurus in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, uh, I think it's probably time to, consider closing this episode then so anything yeah, i'm not else... gonna lie we 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 left my body of knowledge Wait, of Power Rangers you don't want you don't want me to go ago. you don't want me to go in depth into the period of time where zed rita and rito uh lived in an rv on the moon <laughs> i caught i kind of <laughs> that's do, not but, a joke but no that happening <laughs> zoom <laughs> yeah we, we we should probably just have you know uh, maybe a future segment should just be Bachman's Power Rangers minute, but have it be like ten minutes. As to be Power right. Rangers thought of the week. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always call it a minute, but it's going to be like twenty <laughs> <laughs> at least. Well, if there's if there's any last uh, thoughts that you want to leave our audience with, uh, Mike, on Power Rangers, now's the time. Okay, I'll leave you with a um, with a complete retelling of the last uh, twenty years, along with its Sentai counterpart. <laughs> No, 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 I think I've left them with quite enough to chew on. Okay. I think so. Uh, next time, Sailor Moon. No, just kidding. Yeah. That I, that I actually strangely know more about. Uh, Mike, did you say that we had questions to address? Oh, yes, we do. We do. Yep. The audience. So uh, let's get those audience questions in there. Uh, Mailbag. This is is about the movie or, or the show. So... Um, let's go um, newest to oldest. So first question comes from uh, Matthew Morris. It's, uh, what's that purple goop a metaphor for in regards to Ivan Ooze's goop? Gak, I guess. It was a a rights-free version of Gak. Changed the color. Yeah, it was the the Nickelodeon era. There was the the slime-drenched early 90s. Merchandising. I I feel like he's fishing for us to say, like, wiener stuff or something. But no, it's... It's definitely gag. We will not go there, sir. <laughs> not on this respectable podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have one from Eli, you know our editor. Is. Um, is it the suits that make the whoosh sound every time when they move, or were the '90s just a whooshier period of time? Hmm. Did you Did you guys notice how overboard they went with the whooshes in the movie? In the like, movie, the show was yeah. not that bad. The show had like well, some, this is, some wishes. This is back when the jet stream was very low to the ground. Like we're talking, <laughs> you know, arm level. So but well, there was wearing, just a lot of wind resistance all over the place. You know they're wearing PVC. When you swing around some PVC, it wishes, you know, right? So Yeah, right. Like bull roar. But even like just the tiniest movements of their arm, like they'd move their arm at some points like that much. Just like, you know, maybe five inches or something. And then they'd add a whoosh in there. So I don't know, man. It's I guess it's to make boring stuff sound exciting. I don't think it works. I'd like to see him do it on like a Law and Order episode. See what it does to that. <laughs> With ice, I think it's it's uh, ice tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's far more suspect uh, that uh, 
bulk and skull slipping or something creates a like a midi like whoops noise. Tweet 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 tweet. <laughs> that kind of thing. I feel like uh, that that needs uh, an exclamation explanation. All right, our next question comes from your wife Pete. It's uh, uh, Ashley at Dirty MM86. How many times oh, yeah. was it so '90s that you lost track of the plot? That was basically what I was watching for after a certain time. Uh, the the '90sness that that was the thing that I liked about the movie. Didn't happen to me. Sorry. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty much an episode, a long episode of the TV show. It follows the same exact formula. You know, like some some problem they have to solve, and then it turns into like a monster battle, and then they're all happy at the end. They didn't have the freeze frame high five or anything, but they, you know, they didn't have that. They didn't have that. But but thanks, dear, for reminding me something that I forgot to mention on my '90s list: the cut of uh, the Pink Rangers shorts while she is rollerblading is very '90s. Yeah, it's very high-waisted you know they flare out at the bottom Get some mom cuffed, shorts. that kind of thing yeah right. isn't she so. actually wearing in the in the the four episodes that correspond like cutoffs like jean cutoffs i swear might be like acid wash or yeah something, something, something like that, like that. Hmm. all right uh next question from the anime boy at sri manga siri manga um this is about the show or the movies um would you pull a Zordon and stay inside of your crystal and command teenagers by the dozen? It's the only place you'd be safe from them. Let's let's have Bachman answer that. No, because he's not in a crystal. As we covered <laughs> earlier, you clearly weren't listening. Uh, that is that is a, a almost a viewing globe of sorts into an interdimensional uh, you know, space. So not really sure what you're asking here. <laughs> this has been an um actually moment <laughs> um actually all right we've got another one from uh bailey at ironic adventure uh who is the best ranger and why is it billy it's tommy does not compute eh. <laughs> um so i would say um i i would say billy is a good candidate i'm not convinced that that he's my favorite um, but he, he's a good candidate just mostly because of, uh, because of his, his whole arc ending in a, in a pretty much a, uh, I have to go now. My planet needs me kind of moment, <laughs> um, without going into too much detail, <laughs> he, all the all the Rangers get turned into kids. He uses a machine to turn himself back into an adult. And then all the other Rangers use, get a, get turned into adults through a different method. But because Billy used that machine, he starts aging super fast. And one of the uh, the alien rangers from a couple seasons ago comes back to help him and he goes to their planet and he had left like the actor had left the show. So that's why they had this old guy, pretend, you know, and they were like, oh, you're stuck <laughs> as an old guy. What are we going to do? And he, goes, <laughs> he goes to this other planet and then they talk to him through like the viewing globe. And it's it's Billy's face, but kind of staticky so that you don't have to notice that his mouth isn't matching his words. And they have a completely different actor who sounds completely different being like being like, yeah, I'm back to my younger self. I'm going to stay here, though, because I think I finally found someone who understands me like (laughs) Billy's gone. Never comes back. The contract dispute couldn't be resolved. So see ya. Yeah. No, he was just gone at that. Yeah. Read into why he's gone. It's a it's it's a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so we've got uh, another question from uh ben cook at the ben cook 
How do you feel about Ivan Ooze trying to make an acting comeback as Apocalypse in last year's X-Men movie? Mm. Come on. Come on, Ben. Because <laughs> they're, they're both purple? Yeah. Mm. Ivan Ooze was funnier, let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Um, and I think that was the last one. Well, I'm glad we answered every question about Power Rangers that it could ever be asked. I mean, that's about as many questions as the average person has about Power Rangers. It's not many. <laughs> There's not much that you can ask at this point. What's your favorite color? <laughs> uh, but that's a 20-minute answer, right? Yeah. Well, I think we'll close out our, our section on Power Rangers, and uh, when we come back, we'll end this show episode. <laughs> All right, so uh, now that was our episode on Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, that was quite the conversation. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Why do you say that like it's the only one you're ever going to have? That's, that's weird. <laughs> I feel like it was a nice last conversation. There's a lot of ground we haven't covered yet. I can die, I can die happy now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do Turbo sometime and get you to come back since that's the weird Power Ranger movie. The, well, that one is canonical, so absolutely. whoa (laughs) they even use the same sets the stakes are high interesting so uh well since you're here is there anything that you would like to promote mike uh well as we said before i'm on uh i'm on uh, drunks and dragons Uh, you can find that on itunes um please do um i personally don't have a whole lot out else out there right now um but if you if you liked this this uh conversation and you like the medium that we're you know that we were discussing um not the medium the you know the show that we're discussing um stay tuned there there may be something uh something in the future um or there may not and this may be just like one of those things where i prom- make an empty promise um <laughs> but i'm working on something so stay tuned um you can find there me- may or may not be something directly or indirectly related to this or not or not, you know what I mean? Did that sum it up? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, like uh, in the in the Power Rangers realm. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, how how timely, possibly, or not? How timely, possibly? Oh, geez. I mean, conceptual stage. See, here's the thing about me is that I start working on something, I get real excited about it, and I want to talk about it way before I should be talking about it. And this is one of those cases. <laughs> so uh, take it take it as you will. All right. Well, uh, yeah. That. That was oh. that was good. I'm, I'm on Twitter at the Mike Bachman. Do I do that now? Yeah, that's fine. Totally. Okay. I did uh, it. And I'm on Twitter at White Morph. Uh, Pete, still no Twitter. Well, you know, it's been an interesting chronology uh, surrounding the the uh, the Twitter escapade. You know, all of it canonical. At first, I was planning to get Twitter, and then time went on, and I was like, it's now a joke that I don't have Twitter. And now the joke is I can never get Twitter. But will I ever admit it? Yes, just now, but it's not canonical anymore. All right, well, you can find his wife on Dirty MM86. She'll be sure to forward any nasty hate grams to to him <laughs> after suitably after changing them. After twisting them. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, uh, we can find the podcast on Twitter, at Sacred Cows Pod. We also uh, would like to hear from you as far as, like, you know, what are your opinions on... Uh, power rangers and and all of the <laughs> everything that you learned from mike bachman today or uh the wiki holes you fell down uh 
you can find us also uh, send us an email, long form um, comments and questions. We might read them on a future episode. Sacred cows at heroofthewebcom which also funnily is sacred cows at heroofthewebcom It's exactly the same spelling, so enjoy that. And uh, yeah, that is pretty much it. Uh, next month, we should be talking with uh, Patrick Rankin about No Country for Old Men. So stay tuned uh, to the Twitter feed about uh, when that's coming out. And, you know, if you want to ask them, ask us some questions, there might be some, a few surprises in the episode as well. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. And thanks again, Mike. No problem. Goodbye. Take it easy, folks. Sacred Cows Tonight is a production of Sacred Cows Tonight. Executive producers Mike Yu and Pete B. All sketches in this episode were written, edited, and produced by Pete and starred Mike and Pete. Main portions are edited by Eli Ramsey. The sketch Cowherd Rangers featured Mike Bachman, Nika Howard, and Veronica Brady. The sketch In a World featured Mike Bachman. Want to contribute your sketch to Sacred Cows Tonight? Email us your script or proposal to sacredcows at heroofthewebcom Move.